Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to let you know you can find us on Twitter at OshiokioPod. I wanted to also thank Barbara Daly for the art that she's provided for this podcast. And lastly, I wanted to apologize for any weird noises that you may hear in the background during the episode. Bear with us, we're doing our best. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode, we'll be doing a character analysis of Isagi Tsukino, our very own Sailor Moon. Who is also my favorite character, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to know kind of where to begin with her, because she is the protagonist of the story, and so she encompasses a lot of things. It's funny, I noticed there are a lot of uh, fans of the show, or fans of anime in general, and you either have people who love her or hate her. I don't know too many people who are completely completely neutral on her. Yeah, she's a weirdly divisive character. Because I see there are some people who totally zero in in some of her negative traits and just like, she is the most obnoxious thing in the world. And it's like, dude, she's a kid. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the people who do that are people who only watch the English, the first English dub. Yeah, I think because, so. Because she was really terrible on the English dub in the first one. Yeah, and I liked her voice actress in the beginning of the series, but I, she switched at some point, and she just gradually yeah. started getting more and more shrill, which I think compounded those personality, personality traits they already didn't like. Yeah, for um, for Dark Kingdom and Black Moon, they had the same actress for her, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then for um, the Infinity Art and Dead Moon, mm -hmm. it was it was the voice that I think most people are familiar with, which was like a forty year old woman doing a very shrill voice. Yeah, yeah, you know, and. Because Isagi is a crybaby, it was, like, even worse. Yeah. But it we're just going to talk about, like, what she was like um, in the first arc of the series, in the Dark Kingdom arc, both in the manga and the original anime. And in the original anime, like, for the first half of this season, um, she always reintroduces herself, and she describes herself as clumsy and a crybaby. She tells you that she's 14, she's a middle school student, um, she's a cancer, her blood type is O. And she gives you that rundown at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, at the beginning of each episode. She's, she does a quick summary of who she is and then, like, mentions um, Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars when they get added. Yeah, yeah, and I, th and I think it's interesting that she uh, reemphasizes that every episode. Just like, hey, this is who I am. This is what we're doing. <laughs> right, and I mean, like, I think that's more just kind of, like, because it's episodic in nature, if you haven't seen the previous episode, you might not necessarily know what's going on. And since this aired in the 90s, where, like, maybe not everyone even had a VCR, so they couldn't necessarily record it. So if you missed something, or if you're just starting to watch, like, 
here's a quick primer on who our main character is. So. Right, right. So that's something that, like, makes sense for the time period. Mm-hmm. And then in the manga, she describes herself the same way. I mean, we don't get an, an introduction every single time, but um, we do have her say, like, I'm a crybaby, and I'm clumsy, and I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she does She does give you that rundown right in the beginning. Um, and yeah, it breaks down to uh, several personality traits, or, I don't know, some of these are personality traits, some of them are just, like, things to know about her. Uh, yeah. She's... She considers herself clumsy and a crybaby. Um, mm-hmm. She loves to sleep. Uh, she's kind of lazy. She uh, doesn't do well in school. Bad at cooking. But she loves video games. She loves to eat. Uh, she has a lot of trouble concentrated. She's uh, called airheaded a lot in, in English. And mm-hmm. um, she has aspirations of being a bride. Which is adorable. Um, yeah, she really, really wants to be a bride. That's her goal. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but as a child, I really identified with her. Um, and a big part of that is because I read her as having attention deficit disorder, which is, you know, something mm-hmm. I have. And a lot of those things, um, you know, laziness, clumsiness, are to people who don't understand the disorder are associated with, um, with that, with people who have ADD, uh, Mm -hmm. because we don't process the world the same. We have a little trouble concentrating and taking in information and, uh, yeah, it can affect emotions at the same time. So it totally makes sense. I was like, as a child, I was like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's a really great, read of Usagi that you read her as someone with ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sort of stuff is, is mostly surface level. And on a deeper level, level, we can see that Usagi's traits is that she's sensitive, that she's caring, that she's empathetic, that she has a strong sense of right and wrong, and that she's reliable. Like, every, like, all of her friends kind of make fun of her, but they all know that they can rely on her. Because, um, what happens at the end of every Monster of the Week episode? They all say either Sailor Moon or Usagi, like, now, so that she can do her final attack. Yeah, because they know, and they trust that she can do it. <laughs> yeah, oh. she has the power, she has the ability, and they know that if they're in a pinch, like, Usagi will come and help them out. Yeah, and she's deeply compassionate she's deeply loving to the point that that is in many cases the source of her power is mm-hmm. just her deep compassion not just for the people she loves but for strangers and for enemies even you know yeah and this is something that i really like that the anime did compared to the manga which is that in the anime she will show a lot of compassion to the enemies whereas in the manga the manga's the manga's a lot more fast-paced, so it's just kind of like, enemy, I kill you, I guess. But in the anime, there's more time for her to empathize with the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's more moral quandary there. Yeah. And you see that with um, 
when it comes to the Naru-Nephrite thing. Mm-hmm. Because she does empathize with Nephrite's feelings towards Naru. And of course, like, it's entangled with her own love of Naru as her best friend, but um, she she sees that Nephrite doesn't necessarily want to be this evil person anymore. She wants to help, but ultimately he, he dies, so... Yeah, well, she understands how hearts can change. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, again, that is another one of her powers. There's a season where her whole power is, is reversing uh, a heart that's been transformed to be evil back into good, you know? And, of course, mm-hmm. it's done all magically, but if you wanted to have a psychological read on that, you could, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... um. Yeah, she's just very loving and compassionate. She uh, always shares her feelings. You don't have to wonder what she's going through. She's not Batman. (laughs) No, she's... It's funny. She's not a deep character, but she's not shallow either. Right. She's she's just very much... She's very much uh, a what you see is what you get. She's not duplicitous. She's not secretive. um, Which is funny because she has a secret identity. Right, but, um, but that's kind of incidental. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm also Sailor Moon, whatever. Um, I'm Sailor Moon, I'm a moon princess, like, I'm destined to rule over this planet, whatever. <laughs> it's kind of you funny know. because, yeah, she's not super, especially in the beginning, she's not super fond of that role. It feels like a burden to her, and she doesn't want mm-hmm. to do it. Until she sees yeah. people are in danger, then it's like the thought of, who she is, what she's doing, kind of flies out the window and it's like, holy crap, I gotta go save my friend. Holy crap, I gotta go save these people. Like, the thought of, Mm -hmm. should I be doing this? Should I call the police? All of that is gone. All it is is, I gotta go help. You know, it's like, would you do this without powers? I kind of feel like she would. I don't know what she would do, but she's so quick (laughs) to just want to rush in and help. You've noticed that, right? (laughs) She's just like, here I go. Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely times, I think, in the anime where she can't transform because she's around other people. Yeah. But she still, like, rushes into help. Yeah. But she's still... And... She's still 100% going to do something. Right. And the only people that she's really antagonistic towards in the Dark Kingdom arc are Umino and Mamoru. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's it. Like, she's antagonistic towards Mamoru because, like, he's weird and keeps showing up wherever she is. Which, you know, like, I get. She's a teenager and here's this guy who, like, just keeps appearing and she doesn't know if he's, like, a good guy or a bad guy. And Umino's kind of creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, with Mamoru, he always, early on, he keeps showing up at moments where she's at her lowest and then getting a dig at her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So he finds her when she's in a bad mood and then makes it worse. Yeah. Which, like, n- I can really relate to Momoru <laughs> from that point of view. Oh. Because, no, like, I really, I really can because it's just like, you see an opportunity and you take it. I do that a lot with my friends. <laughs> But yeah, like the first time we see him, she's having a rough time because she just did terrible on a test. 
there's that there's um naru's mom is having a jewelry sale and she knows she can't get her parents to buy her jewelry with a grade like that she wads it up and tosses it and it accidentally winds up in mamaru's face who goes and makes it makes he makes fun of her hair he makes fun of her test score and <laughs> in his defense they're in japan and she's littering yeah so not only is she littering she's littering like not just like dropping it on the ground she's like throwing it behind her without thinking about somebody else right and like that's just inconsiderate <laughs> yeah it is it is but it she was having a moment and he waltzed in and made it worse that's my point <laughs> in the anime there's there's two times where she kicks off her shoe and it lands on his head <laughs> So, after that, it's just kind of like, I can't be mad at you for, like, making fun of this kid who, like, literally keeps injuring you every time you run into her. Keep running into this weird kid. It's like, she cute, but mm -hmm. she weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she talks to her cat, and then the, t the cat talks back, and that's weird, too. Yeah. That's my favorite frame of the manga is when she's sitting in the back of the bus talking to Luna and Luna suddenly stops and starts <laughs> meowing and she's like what what is it and then it, the frame pans out and you see Mamoru is now sitting next to her and he's got this sardonic look on his face and he's like yeah Luna what <laughs> is it <laughs> you know before he knows the cat can talk but he has such a jerk face in that moment and I love it <laughs> he really does <sighs> I really love how Usagi can become instant friends with everyone mm -hmm. she's really good I at think making... I really I'm really jealous of her ability to do that because I have a tough time doing that like I can't just walk up to someone and start talking mm-hmm and so there's definitely a bit of envy there where it's just like, I couldn't just approach a stranger. Because as soon as Lena points out like, hey, that girl is strange and mysterious. And Isaac is like, guess I'll talk to her. And she just does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. Um, that's actually another aspect I was able to relate to because I made a lot of friends. But... Um, my issue was, and the issue in real life is, um, when you lack a filter, when the red flags don't go off, you can meet some really awful people and bring some awful people into your life. Uh, mm -hmm. But I did, I admired that about her too. She's, she is, she's good at making friends and holding on to good friends and um, maintaining friendships. I, I think the only time... You do see Naru uh, kind of sidelined as the series progresses, but mm -hmm. she's never really totally gone. No. I mean, even though she has all of these senshi as her friends now and, like, literally as her guardians, um, Naru is still her best friend. Yeah. You know? Like... None of the century get to be her best friend. Naru is her best friend. I think if I were to say a close second, it would probably be Ami. Yeah. 
Which they explore in a really cool and interesting way in the live action, but we'll get there. Aww. Um, it's so good. I've been trying to get you to watch the live action I for know. Like 16 years I now. I swear I will. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I will. Sure. It's been 16 years. Oh, after I take this nap. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um... But and this is why I'm hope. Usagi. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Usagi would definitely watch it. Because she would be like, this just means I don't have to, I can put off. I can procrastinate doing the things that I have to do. <laughs> okay, that's fair. She'd just be like, <laughs> like yeah, I'll, I'd be happy to watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah. do housework, do my homework, forget it. I'm gonna watch TV. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but to zoom out and kind of look at authorial intent, uh, Naoka Takeishi has gone on record saying that she's the most like Usagi, or that Usagi is the character that's most like her, mm-hmm. in that, like, they love sweets, they like to play video games, they like to sleep, um, and she was about 25 when she started creating this series, so she wasn't that far removed from a middle school mindset. You yeah, know, it was only still a pretty young. Yeah, still pretty young. Yeah, so it was just, so it was just like, wow, you really, you really weren't that different of a person um, when you created her. And um, for people who aren't familiar, who aren't that familiar with anime or manga, is they usually have a character profile, and they'll say like, "This is their full name." This is their birthday. This is how old they are. This is their favorite food, favorite color, you know, this is their blood type. All that stuff will give you all that information so that you can glean what kind of character they are. And so for Usagi, like the main things are that her birthday is June 30th. Her blood type is O. Um, She loves ice cream, hates carrots, um, is bad at math and English. (laughs) And, um, and by English, yeah, by English, we mean, um, English language because she's Japanese. Yes. So Sailor Moon is very interesting in that it's a, it's a very Japanese show and it's hard to localize because so much of it is really, really Japanese. And Speaking of the localization, some people get confused when I when they see the blood types listed, uh, mm-hmm. and that's because blood type is kind of equivalent to like your zodiac here. Like, what's your sign? It's associated with personality traits, right? And so, well, I mean, they also have zodiac signs. So, like in right. East Asia, they'll be like your zodiac sign, your Western zodiac sign, your um. Chinese or lunar zodiac sign, so like dragon, snake, tiger, etc., mm-hmm. and your blood type. And so there's four blood types, and there's um, serum positive, serum negative. And so Saki is blood type O. And according to like the East Asian philosophy of blood types, um, type O people are leaders who are good at communicating feelings and opinions. They're optimistic. They're agreeable. They're romantic. They like to look after people, especially younger people. Um, all of that describes Usagi. Yeah. 
and it really does make her a good leader in that she she has such a strong set of right or wrong so her values are not compromised and her mm-hmm. impulsive her impulsivity can be a negative in a lot of of circumstances but as a leader with a strong moral core she doesn't have to second guess herself you know in battle situations she already knows what's going to happen what they're going to do you know you don't mm-hmm. you don't see her hesitate a whole lot unless there's there's some moral quandary there but otherwise you know she's going to do what she's going to do yeah Usagi relies on her friends, but they also rely on her. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the times, especially with U.S. fans um, who grew up watching Sailor Moon, um, it's easy to forget that because the English dub was so bizarre and in ways unfaithful to the original characters. Yeah, um, they made a lot because- of strange choices. They made a lot of really weird choices, and it's hard for me to understand that perspective because even though I was obsessed with Sailor Moon and it was airing when I was a child, I didn't really have the opportunity to watch the show as it aired, so I don't have that imprint of the original English dub. Um, so all of my knowledge comes from reading the first, uh, first licensed English translation of the manga, and then, you know going on the internet and finding fan subs of mm-hmm. of the whole series and watching it that way and watching it in the original Japanese with explanations of like, okay, here's like that weird cultural thing. This is why it's hard to translate this to English, you know? So it was just like learning. <laughs> it was basically like learning Japanese culture through Sailor Moon. Yeah. Um, and Usagi is really not a typical Japanese is not, she's a typical Japanese kid, but she's not the ideal Japanese kid. Right. That's Ami. Yeah. And Ami fits the, the stereotype Sailor Mercury. Yeah. And Sailor Mercury is like the most popular senshi in Japan. Oh, I could see that. Okay. Yeah, she's the most popular. I don't think she really ranks very high amongst U.S. fans. I don't think so. Yeah. We just don't care about smart characters. <laughs> well, it, we, 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 have have a, the, we, we have a lot of media that has demonized nerds. We have. Yeah, we do. And it also, um, we like nerds if they're especially weird. But characters that are quiet get a little bit sidelined. I I think mm-hmm. we like higher energy characters. We like characters with a little spice. And if they're if they're smart, you have to be able to make fun of them. They have to be right. weird to make fun of them. Exactly. And Ami's not weird. She's just smart. She's smart and she's capable. But this isn't her episode. And we'll talk about that when we get. We there. will get there. And yes. Usagi, <laughs> yeah, Usagi kind of fits like. She fits the sort of shonen mold of like dumb main character. She does, yeah. So like for those of you who've watched Naruto and Bleach and One Piece and Shaman King, or Dragon whatever, Ball Z, even uh, Goku, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, yeah. I feel like Dragon Ball really set the precedent for like every shonen manga and anime yeah. since like nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I mean, you know. 
It created the formula, and the formula just keeps getting repeated in Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. Right. And Usagi falls into the, like, dumb leader stereotype. And more so in the anime, especially as the anime goes on, she gets dumber and dumber. She gets flanderized in that way. But in the Dark Kingdom, she's really just, like... She's really just a 14-year-old girl. She is. Who's been told by a talking cat that she has to save the world. She starts out just kind of, just a little airheaded, just a little awkward, not not good at school, you know? Um, and she does get progressively worse, where it's just kind of like, oh, okay, what happened? When did she hit her head, you know? There, yeah, there are some things where it's just, like, she's had a break in reality, and, like, you really need to, like, have had to, she really needed to have a significant amount of head trauma to be that dumb. Right. For this plot to work. And it's for the sake but of humor. You know? <laughs> it's for the sake of humor. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be fair to her in in a couple of those episodes. It's it's really nice because it's it's a nice break from the the usual drama. Uh-huh. The the episode that I'm thinking of is in the final season <laughs> where she thinks um Chibi Chibi has been going to a magical land of sweets and coming back with treats. <laughs> and, and, like, literally everyone around her is just like, you're in high school. <laughs> like, what is this magical thinking? But then at the same time, okay. it's like, she's the reincarnated moon princess and you're all, like, space soldiers. <laughs> like, they have... is this really beyond belief? Yeah, they... they... <laughs> She has seen real life fairies, and they have tried to kidnap right? children. Like we I had a whole, we a, had a whole movie about sweet fairies. Like, <laughs> like considering what she's been through, maybe they're the weird ones for not thinking that's possible, right? Usagi Usagi thinks outside of the box, right? She really does, though. She does like take a bunch of reaches where it's just kind of like I don't know how you came to that conclusion with the information that you were given <laughs> yeah she but nobody ever shames her for that yeah except for Mars <laughs> she's a magical moon princess y'all gonna tell her that she's uh making imagining things like where's the line where did they draw the line where is the line there is no line but I really I do I think something, and, like, going back to, like, Usagi will always do the right thing, is, um, in the manga, where she straight up stabs Tuxedo Mask with the sword, because she's like, you've been taken over by the enemy, if I don't kill you, they win. Yeah. You know? And she's like, I can't let that happen. And so she kills him. Right. And I want to point out to our listeners that while Usagi has a strong sense of right and wrong... That's not the same thing as black and white thinking. Right. She's not device she's not divisive like that, where it's like only this is good, only this is bad. Uh, as Yoda said, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Um, <laughs> which in itself is an absolute statement, but go to prequel memes and argue about it there. Um She she knows what's right and she knows what's wrong. And even if like it's not a cultural norm that's con- you know even if it's not right according to cultural norms, if it's the right thing to do, she will still do it. Right. 
And I, I think that is something pretty striking about her because you would think that being the crybaby that she is, that she wouldn't have what it takes to make those hard choices. But she does. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, if it, if it, if she has to do something difficult like that, she will, you know? And it just goes to show that there is, there is a deeper side to her. And she's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think she deserves to get as sidelined as she does sometimes, you know, or just people, there are a lot of people who really just see her as a stupid idiot who has powers, you know, and she's right. and I th- And I think when going back to like, she falls in line with like the shonen dumb hero stereotype right she's also like the only hero that goes against that stereotype in that her main powers are not destruction it's healing yes she kills the enemies not by destroying them but by healing them yeah because you know she she removes the thing that's corrupting them exactly so like her her power is to heal and i don't think people talk about that enough and again like especially like with u.s fans who grew up watching it you know we watched it as kids and so we're not gonna latch on to sailor moon because she's kind of a crybaby and you know she's in competition with sailor mars and again like the english dub really emphasized probably the more toxic parts of the anime from the original japanese um when they were adapting it but i I definitely, like, if I were to rank all the senshi, I think Sailor Moon has moved up the ranks quite a bit. I think starting out, she was kind of, like, middle towards the bottom. Because, I don't know, it's somehow cool not to like the main character. Yeah, I feel like some people think that it's too stereotypical to like the main character, but it's like, Mm -hmm. how does that make sense? Right, it's just kind of like, oh, I don't like the main character, and it's like, Okay, that's who, that's who you're following. Yeah, that's who you're following. You better like them. Um, you're gonna spend the whole series with them. Yeah, it's just like this. You know, this is their story, right? Um, and it's it's funny how like because there was always like the war of like who's more powerful, Sailor Moon or Goku, and it's funny that for me because like I liked Goku a lot more than Sailor Moon as a kid, like as a character, uh-huh. not as a series. Um. And, like, it's completely flipped the older I've gotten, where, like, I love Sailor Moon more and more, and I dislike Goku Aww. more and more. Because <laughs> Goku is selfish. He Like, he's dumb, and he's selfish, and he's only after a fight. He's selfish like a child is selfish. It's not, like, mm-hmm. out of malice or or lack of care. It's more a lack of, abil- lack of ability to really care, you know? It's he, he's he's Peter Pan with Superman powers. Yeah, like this this which, person was which isn't good. No, it's it's pretty bad. Um, he puts the world in danger by giving bad guys the opportunity to get stronger so he could have a better fight. Yeah, rather than he's only destroying them and saving more lives. Right, and Isagi is always about preserving life. Right. 
And I feel when we talk about her character again, after we talk about the Infinity arc, um, that'll come even more into focus because that's where she like literally argues against her friends where she's like, no, you're wrong. This is the wrong thing to do. Uh huh. And, um, cause she will stand up against her friends and be, if she thinks that they're really, truly wrong, she's just like, no, 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 that's not the right thing to do. And I just finished watching an episode where, um, it was it was such a weird episode but um basically there's this contest like for the best handmade bridal gown <laughs> and Isagi's like trying to figure Isagi can't sew and she's trying to figure out how to get people to teach her how to sew so she can make this bridal gown and win this prize and um at the very end because they're like we're pretty sure like the enemy is here and like something bad is going to happen so like Isagi like enter the contest and she's like how and they're like don't you have your disguise pen and it literally never occurred to her to cheat right it's like she's like oh oh <laughs> i guess I, she's like, could. I I didn't even think of that yeah i mean like she does and she's like ha i can win and they're like that's you can't win because it's a dirty win and she's like yeah you're right um but she really is like it does not occur to her to cheat. Yeah. She's she's not good at school, but she it does not occur to her to cheat. It occurs to her that she can become friends with Ami and, like, have Ami tutor her so she can get better at studying. But it doesn't occur to her to be like, oh, I could cheat off of her. And, you know, they put a lot of emphasis in the beginning on how bad she is at school. But once she starts getting tutoring... Even though she struggles, she does start to pass those classes. Like, she does graduate mm-hmm. on to go to high school. So, yeah, she's not stupid. You know, she's not incapable of learning. It just, she needs mm-hmm. extra, she needs extra assistance. She needs one-on-one help. Right. Isagi is not good at school, but that doesn't mean she's stupid. Yeah. And I think this is something that, like, especially those of us who grew up in the 90s, where it was basically like, if you're not good at school, that means you're stupid. And that's not true. If you're not good at school, it means you're not good at school. Mm -hmm. Because school is very much, school does not cater to individuals. It's just like, here's this broad standardized thing that we're going to throw at you. And because we're not going to talk about the U.S. school system because it'll just turn into an hour long but that's, yelling. That's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that it's, it just turns into like an hour of me yelling about um, about the government. And we're not here for that. If we're going to yell about the government, we're going to yell about like the Japanese government within Sailor Moon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we can't because they don't even factor in. Not really. They're pretty hands off when it comes to monsters coming in and messing up the town. They don't exist. Like, everyone in Tokyo is just kind of like, you know, we had Godzilla, like, 30 years ago. Like, what's a couple of Yoma? How many times has the entire city fallen unconscious and gotten up later? Oh my gosh. Is it even the entirety of Tokyo, or is it just that district? I am not sure. Either way... I never... (laughs) Yeah, you can never be sure. I think sometimes it's just kind of like enemies have, like, broadcasted from Tokyo Tower. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But 
Anyway. Government's but like, Yusabi, I don't know what's going on out there, but we're just gonna lay low. Yeah. I will say, like, Usagi has a lot of emotional intelligence, which I think, like, now, within, like, the last five years, I've started to hear, hear a lot more of, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to um, careers. Like, they'll do seminars about emotional intelligence, and it's like, hey, so you actually have to connect with human beings on an emotional level to elicit a response, a positive response. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you would think is, is kind of obvious, but apparently not. Yeah. No, but there there are a lot of there are a lot of people who are taught everything is dog eat dog, you know? They're taught to get ahead mm-hmm. to disregard the feelings of others. And mm-hmm. we're having a big shift right now where it's like no people are getting lonely and people are getting more isolated and and um aggressive than ever and we need to start learning how to have compassion for one another and that's actually one way you can use to get ahead is to make connections you know yeah it's it's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons when it comes to like corporates being like hey actually empathizing is important yeah that's the nature of capitalism but (laughs) it's like hmm yeah who'd have thought um neo queen serenity 2024 you know um i'm here for it i'm here for it anytime now suggy just waiting on you um but one of the things that i really like in, in the anime, because they show this more in the anime than they do in the manga, I think, is um, it shows all the girls together, mm-hmm. and you realize that with the exception of Minako, who is, you know, very outgoing, extroverted, friendly person, like, Ami, Makoto, and Rei are very isolated from other people. Yeah. And Usagi constantly includes them they constantly get together because they have to i mean they have to plan because there's senshi and there's evil afoot and blah 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 but like even when there isn't like she still brings them together like they all get together around her yeah and you'll see them do things like studying or even just baking and doing things Mm -hmm. as a group you know um yeah is it is it the super s movie the the three o'clock fairy yeah. Yeah, so the Super S movie starts out with them in the kitchen just baking cookies together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so cute. They'll, like, help right out at the temple. They'll cook with Makoto. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll go and do weird stuff together. You know, Ami, like, teaches all of them how to do school better. Yeah. Because <laughs> the only person who even who's even... He's even close to matching Ami academically is Ray. Yeah. And even then, like, it's still acknowledged, like, Ami still blows her out of the water. Like, Ami is freakishly intelligent. Yeah. Ray is, like, um, Ray is an intelligent woman. Ami is a mm-hmm. genius. You know? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. And I just love how Usagi brings all these people together and makes them feel included. And she doesn't even, she doesn't have to think about it. She's just like, no, you're cool. I like you. We're all friends now. 
Yeah. My friends are your friends. Your friends are my friends. Let's all hang out together. We are all friends together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really love that about her. Um, but in the context of Isagi and romance. Oh, we haven't even it's talked so about funny. that at all. We haven't even talked about the romance. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more as well when we get to, like, Mamoru's episode. But, yeah. like, with her, because, like, her her lifelong dream is to be a bride. Like, that's her goal in life, is to be a bride, is to get married, to have a husband, to have a nice house, to wear a white dress. Um, and it's such a it's such a girly thing to want. It's really cute. <laughs> it's so cute. And, um, like, the anime, because, like, they'll have, like, cute guys, but in the manga, too, you know, so, like, Someone shows up and is cute, and Usagi's just like, oh, they're cute. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, even though, like, as the series progresses, like, she's obviously in a committed relationship with Mamoru, but, like, that, like just because she's not ordering doesn't mean she can't look at the menu. Right, right. You know? <laughs> and I think that's, that's healthy to show, also, that just because you're in a committed relationship doesn't mean you're not going to find people attractive, and that doesn't, just doesn't mean you have to act on it. You know, mm-hmm. can has it been confirmed, or is it just pretty obvious that Usagi's kind of bi? I'm pretty sure that's fanon that leans into canon. Like, uh-huh. I don't think if you were to ask like Naoko Takeuchi, like, "Hey, does he, is Usagi like sexually or romantically attracted to women?" I think her response would be like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just because, like, it's only been in, like, the last ten years that LGBTQIA issues have really been brought to the forefront in Japan. Yeah. Japan is very, like, slow-moving in terms of cultural changes. But Sailor Moon was pretty um, so progressive th- in that regard, though. It, it really was. It was just, I think, the thing about Sailor Moon is that it was written by a woman. It was drawn by women. Like, most of her assistants were women. And even though her editor-in-chief was a man you know, he still deferred to, like, well, this is how girls think, because they were, because it was written written by a woman, drawn by women, for a girl's magazine. Yeah. So, a lot of the people involved in that were women, and so while the anime is different because it, because the animators were largely men, so you'll see there's a, there's a difference, especially when it comes to Sailor Mars's character, um, because the manga is just kind of like, well, this is kind of how women do things. You know, so that's why you don't have this pigeonhole tropiness of each of the characters. Yeah. Like, you can put, you can attach tropes to them, but they are not tropes. Yeah. So Usagi isn't just, like, the dumb, super powerful protagonist. She's a person in her own right. She has her own interests. She has her weaknesses. And both her, her um, positive and negative qualities aid her and help hinder her you know yeah she's a good person who wants to help people sometimes that comes back to bite her in the ass yeah and you know so like some people don't have your best interest in mind some people are dangerous exactly exactly but she still tries Mm -hmm. uh and i and i really love that about her and when it comes to romance it's so funny her relationship with with mamoru because it's really very like it's mutually aggressive at the start. Yeah. Because they really don't like each other. 
And of course they keep showing up at the same places together because they're both investigating the Ginsui show. They're trying to find the silver crystal. Right. Um, they they don't know that right away, but like especially in the manga where it's just when they realize that they're in each other's orbits and when and the fact that she's in love with Mamoru as Tuxedo Mask and hates him as himself. Yeah. I love that. And I love that in the anime as well. Because, like, Ray figures it out, like, really quickly. She's like, do you think he's Tuxedo Mask? And it's like, he's like, a jerk like him? No way. Tuxedo yeah. Mask always comes and helps me. Every time I see this dude, he's insulting me. Yeah. I, you know. And it's very, <laughs> it's very childish to think that way. Right. But... It also makes sense, because, like, why would someone who's a jerk to you in real life, like, be, like, this cool, suave superhero that, like, throws rose and distracts people yeah, well, for she, you? Because <laughs> she thinks of, because of her interactions with Mamoru, she thinks of Mamoru as a bad guy. Because of her interactions mm-hmm. with Tuxedo Mass, she thinks of him as a good guy. So they can't be the per- same person, you know? <laughs> right. But when she realizes it, especially in the manga, the anime does not do this justice because the manga, it's so beautiful. Like you've said it before in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful when she realizes and like he like he knows who she is and she knows who he is. And they're just like, oh, and they don't know about their past lives at that point. Yeah. They don't know that they're Princess Serenity and Prince Endymion. They just know that they have really strong feelings for each other. Him for her as Sailor Moon and her for him as Tuxedo Mask. Because that's like the flip side, right? Because he likes Sailor Moon, but he doesn't like her. Yeah. You do see... He does realize it sooner, and you do see him mm -hmm. start treating her better once he realizes it, but he doesn't reveal to her that he knows yet, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, how do you do that where it's just, like, Tuxedo Mask, like, quietly takes Sailor Moon aside after a battle and is like, so I know who you are. Right. (laughs) How do you do that? You know, and again, like, they're kids. It's really awkward. Like, how do you, you you can't talk to a member of the opposite sex when you're in high school or middle school when you're not secretly superheroes. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) they weren't even sure they were on the same side yet at that point. Yeah. They weren't sure they were going after it for the same purpose. Mm-hmm. I love that Luna straight up asked to see the mask, like, are you an enemy? And he's like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and Luna's like, you can't see him anymore. He's bad news. Yeah. So he's like, but I like him. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's not about your feelings, Usagi. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's, surprise, surprise, the whole series Everything's is about it. about... <laughs> Everything's about her feelings. Everything's about her feelings. (laughs) Everything's about her feelings. Her powers. They're her feelings. Her past life. It has to do with her feelings. Exactly. I do love that the whole first season, because again, like, Sailor Moon, like, it wasn't developed with five, with the idea of, like, five series. Yeah. You know, like, there wasn't this, like, this is the continuing story. She just wrote the Dark Kingdom arc, and that's why they end up together. But because it was so popular and everyone was like, well, you have to write more. She's like, but, but it's done. But the, but the end of the story is that the couple gets together and they break, you know, they break fate because fate says they're not allowed to be together, but they're like, screw you. And they're together forever and everyone's alive and healed and happy and 
Well, how do I continue? <laughs> well, then screw it up. <laughs> They're just like, I guess. But in the anime, they screw it up. And we'll talk about that when we talk about Sailor Moon R. I think we're going to have to have a whole episode just dedicated to their relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the manga, that doesn't even happen. It's just Us- Usagi gets in- insecure about their relationship. But Mamoru is always like, I am literally ride or die for you. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing can tear me from you. Like, the only thing that could make me leave you is you to tell me to leave. Right. Right. Yeah, he's pretty solid. He's a really good partner to her. Yeah. He's very much like, I am here for you 100%. You call me, I will be there. I will throw my rose. I will say a dumb one-liner. I will confuse every single enemy so you can blast them away. Yeah, but not only that, but... When it comes to outside of battle, she does continue to struggle with insecurity, uh, especially in the anime. Like, her... Mm-hmm. She gets insecure when um, when Chibi Moon comes into the picture. And um, yeah. she feels like, you know, right away they find out that this is their future daughter. And... Uh, we're gonna cut... I'm gonna cut that out of the episode because we're not gonna talk about it. Oh, that. okay, okay. Well, okay. That's for next. So she does get insecure. Yeah, she does about get, the relationship. Yeah, she does get insecure about the relationship. Um, you see later, but it's also her, her first relationship. Yeah, it's just her first. It's her first relationship from her past past life happening over again. But hey, <laughs> you know, let, let so, me. I've got a point. I've got a point. Let me speak. Um, so. There are points where she gets insecure about their relationship, especially later on. There's people who come into their life and she doesn't like having divided uh, her time divided uh, with him. But he's always very solid. He lets her have those insecurities. He doesn't feed into them, but he also, he you know, he doesn't flip out over it either. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's because he recognizes she's still immature. She's still growing up. Yeah. Anyways. I think, too, because this is this is something with, like, Japanese society um, in that, like, cheating is kind of normalized hmm. in Japanese society. Um, it's kind of, it's almost expected, especially on, on part of the male partner. When you're in a heterosexual relationship, it's almost expected that the male partner will cheat on the female partner. Huh. So, because of that, I think some of her doubts when it comes to Mamoru can be justified because it's in the media. She sees it, like, she hears about it. It's not obviously a focus of the series, but it's something that exists within Japanese society. And so... It's almost like a stereotype she's expecting to... Yeah, exactly. And because he is older, and there are older more beautiful, more intelligent girls. Like, she does feel justifiably insecure. Right. You know, and it's just like, just because we're fated to be together doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be happy with me. Yeah. Yeah. But he's awesome and perfect. (laughs) He's wonderful. I love, I love him. I love Tuxedo Mask. I love Mamoru Chiba. I love, like, every iteration. I don't think there's, well, I guess the original anime and Sailor Moon R, I really hate him because the, the character assassinated him. But we'll get to that. But he gets um, better. But yeah, wrapping up Usagi, like she really, she's just a good person. Mm-hmm. 
is the best way to summarize her. It's, it's just like, she's a really good person. He's kind of dumb, but always has your back. <laughs> yeah, she's a little airheaded. Because she, she, she is genuinely kind of dumb, but like, not in a, not in a bad way, you know? In an endearing way. And she's deeply compassionate, and she's she's loyal mm-hmm. and reliable to her friends. And yeah, if I if I had to pick between someone who was like like whip smart and sarcastic and cool and rich, I would still pick Usagi over them because Usagi is such a comforting presence. Right. She's the kind of friend who will treat you well, who will listen to your needs and be there for you. And that's, that's rare, you know, even in fiction, that's rare. Mm-hmm. So I think we could all learn a lot from that airheaded uh, meatball head. <laughs> or dango yeah. head. Yeah, I... If if we were all a little bit more like Yusaki, I think the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. At least in the regards I of her compassion. Mean that. Yeah, yeah. I I genuinely mean that. I feel like, again, like the older I get, the more I the more I realize things. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's just like I would much rather be like Yusaki compared to other characters that I grew up idolizing. You know? Yeah. Because it's just a much healthier path. Well, she's got healthy friendships. She's got healthy family relationships. And she's got a healthy romantic relationship. And she maintains them. You know? Yeah. What? What? And it's, and it's not, and it's not perfect. You know, hiccups happen and she deals with them. Yeah. Well, that's why I say, and that. they communicate. Yeah, <laughs> right. Communication. I don't. That's that's the biggest thing, Usagi. Like again, like the typo personality. Like Usagi communicates. Mm-hmm. She's she will be like, what's wrong when something's wrong? And I love that about her. I love her. Yeah. My my favorite thing she was still saying was Saturn, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: Saturn is my favorite. But uh, Sailor Moon is is pulling her way through the ranks. Usagi is my favorite. Probably my second favorite is Mercury. I love uh, I love Ami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, with your Cancer Moon and your Gemini and your Virgo Sun, like yeah, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> it me no, <laughs> absolute shocker. Um, but yeah, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. I think we can wrap this episode up. Yeah, I think we're ready to wrap up. All right, guys. So if you are interested in this podcast and want to communicate with us, you can email us at oshiokiyothepodcast at gmail.com. That's O-S-H-I-O-K-I-Y-O, the podcast at gmail.com. We will keep you guys updated. Hopefully we'll add more socials as this comes along hopefully um i learn how to edit better and uh until next time